Hello, my friend, and welcome to Amazingly Autistic with Bailey Shea. I am so glad you joined me on this podcast journey today. Whether it's your first time with me or you've been with me since the beginning, whether you donate, you don't donate, or how much you donate, you know, all those things don't matter because the bottom line is, regardless of all those things, you've taken time out of your day to listen to what I have to say. And for that, I am very, very grateful. That makes you a VIP in my sight. Let's talk about emotional regulation. Emotional regulation is, well, the ability to control one's emotions. And to behave appropriately when dealing with their emotions. And in this context, we're mostly talking about negative emotions like sadness and anger frustration, etc. A lot of people with autism struggle with emotional regulation. I am one of those people. I am definitely one of those people. That happens to me every so often. I would get upset about something and it could be a small thing like a change in schedule or some some you know food that I don't like or something like that. Or people, you know, not listening to me and what I have to say. You name it, it could be anything. And it might take me a few minutes or even longer than that to really get over it. And while some people with autism go into full meltdown because of it, I don't. Not on the outside anyway. But inside, I am going crazy. Inside, I am just you know, screaming, just frustrating is all. Frustrated is all. Get out. I usually you know, stim more frequently. Which is not a bad thing. In fact, the stimming is a coping mechanism, which I'm going to talk about that in just a moment. If you have autism and you are upset about something, no matter how big or small it might be. Think about what you can do to make yourself feel better. Think about things that you like to do, textures that you like to feel, music that you like to listen to. Think about whatever need you might have. Do you need to take a nap? Are you hungry, thirsty, etc.? And if you're not able to fulfill those needs right then and there, you can... Do things to get your mind off of everything temporarily. Listen to your favorite music. Or rub your hand against a certain texture that just feels good to you. Do any kind of stimming. That'll definitely help get your mind off of the things that are bothering you. In fact, that's why a lot of autistic people 
subconsciously or consciously do that when they're upset. And they you know, stem more often and more frequently when they're upset because it's a way for them to you know cope with that. And that is a coping mechanism. Stimming is a coping mechanism. And I talked about stimming in an earlier podcast and why it's so important. Well, this is one of the reasons it's important is because it's a coping mechanism for when an autistic person is emotionally upset or they're just overwhelmed you know, sensory-wise, they you know, stem in order to deal with it. And we all want you know, people to deal with it when they get upset or they are bothered physically in any kind of way, like something's too bright or what have you. We want people to have coping mechanisms usually, don't we? We do. Because they're good for the people and everyone around them. And it just makes you know, life better for everyone. So that's one reason why stimming should not be stopped. Unless it's harmful to the person or anyone around them. Of course if it's harmful you want to redirect it. Instead of you know, per person you know, punching themselves in frustration. Have them punch a pillow or something. Or introduce them to a fabric that has a certain texture that they like. Another good coping mechanism is, it's also a form of stimming as well, is playing with a pet. could be dog, cat, bird, what have you. Not only are pets in general to people both autistic and non- good for health but their fur you know their feathers has a texture to them that a lot of people especially people with autism you find soothing i find it very soothing to pet my dogs whenever i'm a little upset about something or sometimes when i'm even just happy but a lot of times when i'm upset i pet them it calm they calm me down that's a good coping mechanism, and that's one reason why you know, pets are very you know, good for aut- people with autism and other disabilities. Of course, when it comes to pets, you know, please do your research. And I know a lot of times having pets isn't possible. You live somewhere where you can't have new dogs, cats, or what have you. Or you know, someone in your household's allergic to them. Yeah, I could definitely understand that. If that's the case, then you might have a friend who has a dog or a neighbor who has a dog or a cat or what have you. And they might let you pet it. There are many ways that someone with you know, autism can cope with their emotions and regulate their emotions. Deep breathing is another good one. That's another one of mine that I use a lot. And the best thing about that is that's something you can use anywhere. Even if you're a little timid about stimming in public, you can always, always take deep breaths and it tends to work 99% of the time. 
I do that a lot. And it's good because it keeps you from, a lot of that kind of stuff keeps your frustrations from manifesting outwardly and causing more problems for yourself and others. A lot of this, these coping mechanisms, they actually prevent meltdowns in a lot of cases. And sometimes meltdowns can be outward. And sometimes, especially in women with autism, they can be inward. Like inside, you just want to scream so bad. And sometimes you might pace or cover your ears or what have you. But for the most part, it's inward. For me, I know that a lot of times it is inward. I have hardly ever in my life that I remember had any meltdowns where I would act out. Now, not saying that if you have meltdowns that are more outward that you're a bad person or what have you, or that you haven't tried everything. I am not saying that at all. But I do believe that these things can help with emotional regulation and your sensory issues is too. And come to think of this, you ever heard of Maslow's hierarchy of needs? I don't remember exactly what it is at the moment, but the top is self-actualization and the bottom is of the pyramid is basic needs like water, food, shelter, etc. With you know, people with autism, it can be you know, sensory needs also. A lot of times, our basic needs not being met can affect our emotions in a negative way. With that all being said, I love you, God bless, and good night.